Welcome to The Speakeasy, the podcast that urges you to mean what you say and say what you mean. I'm your host, Allison Emmett. Today's episode deals with an important part of speech, especially during this era of protest politics, and that is activist speech. Here at Columbia and Barnard, there is a protest almost every day, it seems, on low steps. Be it for Columbia divest, fighting against Trump's latest policy, or a protest against a school policy, there is almost always some form of visible activism occurring on campus. However, activism at times can seem more performative than actually substantive. But let's take a moment to review what it has actually accomplished on this campus. A few years back, Students Against Mass Incarceration were able to convince the university to divest from prisons. Students from Student Worker Solidarity and Fight for 15 fought and won a higher wage for students at this school. Barnard Divest recently got the college to divest from coal. Students from No Red Tape recently fought and won for the right to record their own university trials regarding sexual assault. So activism has made a big difference on this campus. But what's the theory behind effective activism? Let's go into the theory. The Collective Advocacy Project argues with communication activism pedagogy that communication, be it speech, writing, or performance, is in itself radical and asserting your ideas and therefore asserting yourself and your own identity is radical and political. But what does this mean? It means that as much as activism is found in protests and political debates and in door-to-door campaigning, it's also found in the classroom and in group discussions through disagreement. While it's easy to dislike when someone disagrees with you, it's actually the space in which most successful discourse and activism occurs. It's the time to not prove yourself right, but convince others of the validity of your argument. So how does one disagree in a way that's productive and effective? The most important part of disagreement is actually listening to what the person says. It's sometimes easy to ignore and focus on your own point. Instead, always start your points by reiterating the other's argument and acknowledge the strength of their point. Then follow up by going through your own arguments and conclude by finding a common ground in each of your theories. Use active voice rather than passive voice when making arguments. So instead of saying, it makes sense to allow workers to unionize, try, Barnard should respect unionization because. When dealing with microaggressions, turn your annoyance into targeted questions. Don't submit, but explain. Ask the person why they think what they do and continue questioning until they stumbled upon their own biased assumptions. Use I statements when facing logical fallacies. If someone tries to attack you and not your idea, respond with an I statement about how these statements are your opinion, not who you are as a human, and be sure to differentiate conversation from identity. Up next is a recording from the rally after the victory of the UAW Local 2110, the Contingent Faculty Union. 
Student worker solidarity and the union worked tirelessly in order to get a new contract negotiated with the college. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. solidarity. So the fact that the contingent faculty at Barnard have been able to overcome these structural problems, the, the absolute political landscape that pushes against the ability to, to organize a union is really, really extraordinary and, uh, and really amazing. And I'm really proud to have uh, gotten to know the people on this bargaining committee and what they did over this um, very, very long period and very difficult and arduous negotiation. And the only other thing I want to add is that I want to speak specifically not only to all of the great student support of Barnard, but to student worker solidarity as an organization. And you have done an amazing job. And what is really, it is very difficult as an undergraduate student as well to maintain an organization over multiple years. And I remember when Student Worker Solidarity formed in support for the dining hall workers in faculty house across the street at Columbia University. And the support the organization had. And I thought, well, this is in response to a specific situation. But no, student worker solidarity has, it has maintained itself and has gone from year to year and has grown and has shown an incredible uh, maturity of organizing. And I hope you all will actually go on to become union organizers and continue to fight when you graduate because you're an extraordinary organization and thank you so much for everything you've done. of trying to understand activist speech is to say we should be active in our speech, that we should choose our words carefully and recognize how powerful they can be. But that doesn't mean some activism isn't more influential than others. 
by all means, if you can, go out to protests. But be there not to just take pictures, but to make actual change. Go door to door and push for ideas and policies. Don't get discouraged and don't pick fights. If you can, run for office, start a movement, organize a union, be the change yourself, and take risks if you truly want to activate change. Remember, say what you mean and mean what you say. This has been another episode of The Speakeasy. The Speakeasy has been brought to you by the Barnard Speaking Fellow Program. To book an appointment with a Barnard College Speaking Fellow, please visit our website, speaking.mywconline.com. We offer individual sessions. The Speakeasy was created by Allison Emmett. This episode of The Speakeasy was written, produced, and edited by Shreya Sundaram, with additional writing by Allison Emmett. Thank you to the director of the speaking program, Daniela Kempf, and to coordinator Katie LaSalle, to Barnard IMATS for providing recording equipment, and WKCR for allowing us to use their studios. Thank you, and we hope you'll tune in next time. <laughs>